Troy, I got a question for you. Yes. How often are you checking out your testicles? <laughs> <laughs> this is being recorded. I don't know. Yeah, we're getting right to the topic. I'm, you know, in case your testicles, I mean, your boys, your nuts, your stones, your huevos. Oh, oh good. Hearts. I wasn't sure what you were talking about. Now I know. Family jewels. The like first how- word I didn't understand. So <laughs> how yes. often are you checking those out? Like a testicular self-exam? Sure. <laughs> uh, it's recommended once a month. And Scott, you know me. If the medical profession recommends it, yeah. I do it. Uh-huh. I'm, a, I'm a very good patient. Uh, Mitch? Uh, eh, probably not as often as I should. Yeah, it's, like, it's like the dentist, right? How often you flossing? Probably not as often as I should. Right. It's always the, question, always the answer I give. So now the next question, Troy, you ever find something during a self-exam? Uh, no, I have okay. not, unfortunately. Mitch? Uh, yeah, I've I've had some epididymitis in the past that okay. I found, yeah. All right. <laughs> so so I, I periodically, I don't know if I do it every month, like uh, the, the medical, but I, I have, and I have found a lump, and I've had that thing ultrasounded, and I found out everything was okay, and I was told that um, if it ever starts hurting, that's when we're going to worry about it. Wow. Otherwise, you know, just it is what it is. If, if even it gets bigger, it's fine, just if it starts hurting. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So back in episode 52, we had Dr. John Smith on and he answered some listener questions, but one in particular stuck out for Mitch. And that's the inspiration for today's show. Yeah. What question piqued your interest, Mitch? So one of our listeners asked about how often should you be feeling your own testicles to prevent cancer and whatever else? And yeah, that one really hopped out at me because I hadn't, we talked about its importance and whatever, but I, I don't know what I'm doing down there. And now I'm all embarrassed that that's what we're talking about today because that's apparently what the episode's about. But just yeah. like, do you just like jostle on down there? Like, is there a procedure? Like, what am I supposed to be doing down there to check and make sure I'm doing okay? Right. Or is there some sort of like uh, pre-described things that you should do? Like, right? Like a process or yeah. is it just, you know, I don't know. Okay. Well, that's what we're going to find out today. How exactly should a guy do a testicular exam? Uh, This is Who Cares About Men's Health, where we provide information, inspiration, and maybe a different interpretation of your health. My name is Scott. I bring the BS, the MD to my BS, Dr. Troy Madsen. Yes, Scott, and I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm present. Okay. Uh, Mitch, uh, caring about his health more and more every day and always bringing his unique perspective. Welcome to the show. Howdy. And urologist Dr. John Smith is back to answer the important questions about testicular exams. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, and, and why do they call them family jewels? Why is that a nickname? I, you're a urologist. You should know. I have no idea. That's one I've never looked up. So um, have you looked up other ones? I mean, some of you don't really have to look up, but they're just, you know, things you've heard yeah. since you were on the playground in fifth grade. So I, I looked up family jewels and who knows if this is accurate or not, but in ancient times, families would possess actual jewels, which was where a lot of their wealth was. And if they lost their family jewels, that would be a bad thing. The family uh-huh. would have a hard time continuing. And the same is true for if a man's family jewels were damaged, then the lineage would also stop the family lineage. So I, I don't know if that's true or not. Okay. But I liked it. Dr. Smith, what are, what are the benefits of regular self-exams? <laughs> Let's get into the topic. <laughs> sure. So the benefit of self-examination is just to make sure that there's nothing there that is concerning uh, and nothing that is going to cause you problems long-term or nothing to be concerned about. Like you said, you found something, you went and you were checked it out. They said, eh, it's no big deal. 
but you know, there are times where those things do become a big deal. Okay. And are self exams just for detecting cancer or do, can they reveal other health concerns or issues? I mean, cancer is the big one that we're looking for. People also, you should know your body. And if there are some inconsistencies there between examinations, like Mitch said, he found epididymitis, which yeah. is simply some inflammation and tenderness of the epididymis. Uh, I call that the mullet of the testicle because um, it sits <laughs> on top of the testicle. Yeah. Um, if, if you go and look at the uh, at the schematic, that's what it looks like. Um, but uh, it sits on top, and when it gets inflamed, it can be painful and uncomfortable, and it's something that you may want to go seek care for because it is uncomfortable. So, I mean, do you have anything specifically? Are there things that can go wrong with the testicles other than cancer that I want to really be concerned about? Like, what's the are, – are, are there real concerns? Like, it, it sounds like Mitch just had a little discomfort. I mean, is that a big deal? Hey, at the time, I w- swore something terrible was happening down there. It was like, do I go to the emergency room, everything? Oh, wow. Like, it's – it's okay. yeah, it's like, oh, no, this is not right. So, yeah, I mean, there are things that can happen. Epididymitis is one. Some people will get fluid that gathers around the testicle called a hydrocele which can be bothersome and a little bit disconcerting because you have a swollen up side of, of the scrotum that can be, uh, they can get rather large. Um, you can have uh, an epididymal cyst, which is a small bag of fluid in the epididymis, which sometimes they can get large, become painful. Um, you can have a varicocele, which is in a varicose vein. Uh, there's a, a group of veins around the uh, each testicle called the pampiniform plexus, that's your $400 word for the day. Uh, and it mm. is when it starts to have varicosities in it um, can cause a, a sense of heaviness and swelling in the scrotum as well as cause fertility issues possibly in the mm. future. So that's one you may want to look out for. And then, uh, you know, obviously testicular cancer is something that people are concerned about, but there are plenty of other things. Uh, and there's, you know, there's several other little small things, but None of them are necessarily problematic until they either become painful or large enough that they interfere with your daily activities. Okay. But so kind of the bottom line, though, is that um, if something is different or unusual, that's what you're looking for. Would that would that be a fair statement? And then that's when you should talk to a healthcare provider or should you take a wait and see on some of those things? So if you are concerned, you should talk to a healthcare provider. But most of the time you are looking for something that changes. Now, you know, Troy brought up doing a monthly examination. I mean, that's what's recommended. It's kind of like flossing. How many people actually do it that frequently? Um, once you know, I thought, hopefully more than one person does it more than once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was going to be more frequent. It was, yeah, was going to so be sad. the answer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't mean that flossing once a month, but no. the, the frequency at which you're supposed to do these things a lot of times doesn't happen uh, in the, the timing that you would think that it should happen. Um, and that's okay. But if you notice that there is something different or strange, it's nice to know exactly what it felt like before. So that when you do have a conversation with the healthcare provider, you can say, Hey, this is different. And, and this is what I'm feeling that is different. That kind of clues us into some of the things that we should be looking for. So on testicular cancer, before we get to the actual question that Mitch had is like, what should I be doing? Um, I understand testicular cancer isn't super common. Is that correct? Give us a little rundown of how common it is, who it kind of impacts, and uh, you know, you know the, that deal. Yeah, so testicular cancer is not super common. It happens more in younger men. There's actually what's called a bimodal distribution of it, 
majority of them happen in younger aged individuals uh, in their late teens, 20s and early 30s. Uh, and then there's a second little spike uh, around uh, the early 60s um, that you just people need to watch out for. But majority of those cases happen uh, in the younger uh, demographic. Uh, and, you know, the cases happen, a, a, I believe the numbers I'm going to double check on them uh, is about one in 200 men uh, will have uh, testicular cancer. One in 270. I actually have that number right here. So what? Okay. I was pulling that one from my, from my memory banks. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's like one in two or 300. Um, so yeah, one in 270. Uh, so again, it's, it's not super common, but I mean, you know, half percent, a little less than half percent of uh, folks uh, will end up with it, uh, with dealing with it at some point in their life. And I think it's kind of tricky because it impacts young people, right? Like you don't tend to think cancer is impacting younger people. Right. So, right. Yeah. So the good news, though, with testicular cancer, too, is like early detection really leads to good success rates for treatment. Talk about that just for briefly. You know, just like, like yeah. we talked about, about colonoscopy and male breast cancer. Like if you catch this stuff early, the, the news is good. Right. So majority of people do very well after uh, after this. You know, 95% of people are treated, treated well, don't have a lot of problems uh, down the road. And so it is one of those where when you catch it, you catch it early. And also, I think it also is, is nice that it happens in younger age group folks where, you know, they're healthy, their bodies heal very well. Um, and oftentimes it does mean the loss of the, the testicle um, that has the cancer. Uh, and by you know, majority of the time, always they will take that testicle out. Um, and the good news is, is it doesn't uh, affect fertility uh, terribly because uh, you've got another testicle and your body has some redundancy there of, of making sure that you're still able to have fertility, which is which is nice. So are you feeling for a lump? Is that what you're feeling for for testicular cancer? Yeah. So okay. I'll, I'll kind of go right. through how to do an exam. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that's yeah, I think that's the next thing here. So like, yeah. what, what do you do? But before we get there, I want to know, like, Troy, when you do your self-exam, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> this is really getting too personal, yes. Scott. <laughs> I mean, did you, did you look I'm, up how to properly do it, or do you just kind of play your own game? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, uh, I probably did look up how to properly do it at one point, and I'm sure in medical school I learned how to properly do it as part of our physical exam oh, training, okay. sure. you know, because there's that. But yeah, I'm really feeling for lumps and bumps, but there are definitely lumps and bumps on the testicle regardless yeah, sure. it's not just a perfectly smooth marble. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> another know, one, marble. Contrary <laughs> to, yeah, contrary to popular belief or, or terminology. Um, but I'm I'm feeling for changes. And, you know, usually you kind of have a good sense of, of what you're dealing with there. And, and then if there are very hard, firm lumps like the size of a pea, uh, something that's very tender, uh, those are things that would make me more concerned. Mitch, yeah. how, how about you? What's your process? Oh my, I, that's, that's why I'm having this question. Okay. Cause it's like, do I just like, I, I like, I know just, I guess how to roll things around or oh, uh, yeah, just it's just like, you, or? like some, some gentle squeezing, I guess <laughs> is what I do. Like maybe both hands. I, oh, yeah, I have, well, yeah. Yeah, okay. don't you? I don't know. Oh. Like, I want to make it as quick and efficient. I don't. I have no idea what All I'm right. doing. I'm with Mitch. I'm with Mitch. Okay, you want to make it as quick and efficient as possible? Is that how you're with Mitch? No, no. I think uh, Mitch using two hands is uh, is oh. an appropriate oh. way to, to go about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, Doctor Smith. Now let's find out who got it right or close. <laughs> let's talk us through this. I don't think there's a wrong way to do it as long as you're doing it and you know your body and you can tell that there's a difference there. Uh, but the, usually with the, the way I tell people to do it is, you know, sometimes I'll say, Hey, just do it after you get out of the shower. 
uh, where things are warm and they're a little bit uh, easier to, to palpate because uh, the scrotum tends to relax when it's oh. warm. So that's a great time to do it is right after you get out of the shower or after you've taken a bath or something like that, um, where things are a little bit more relaxed. And uh, a good, you, you know, you can stand in front of a mirror and make sure that things look the same. Uh, if there's any bulges or things that you see in a mirror is a, is a great way to just start before you even touch yourself. Uh, and then I usually say, you know, pick a side and start there and, and do it the same way every time. And then you don't miss anything. Uh, take two hands so you can isolate uh, one testicle left, right, doesn't matter. And then, uh, usually you, you take the testicle between, you know, your finger and your thumb or two fingers and thumb and kind of, kind of roll it in your, in your fingers, give it a little bit of a, a compression to make sure that it feels a little bit spongy. I mean, it shouldn't feel like you're able to squish it, but a little bit of sponginess. If it feels rock hard, you know, testicular cancer feels more like rock hard. And so that would be something, uh, where if you compared both sides and you're like, Hey, this one's kind of squishy and this one's not, uh, that would be something to to look for. And then you, you can feel upwards on top. There's the uh, the mullet of the testicles or the epididymis that's there that uh, you feel on the top. And you're able to kind of feel that. And, and you might feel some abnormalities there or uh, if there's a cyst there or something that, that feels uh, abnormal, uh, you'd give it a, a, nice, a nice feel down. Look for tender spots like Troy said. So, again, everyone's doing the right thing here. Um, and then you can move up the cord and feel for anything uh, as you come up where uh, a varicocele, that varicose vein, feels like a bag of worms that kind of is towards the top of, of the spermatic cord as you go up towards the base of your penis. Um, and then you can repeat that same process on the other side um, and just kind of get a feel. And that's a great way to just do a quick exam. Takes a minute or two, uh, and then you're you're kind of done. So, you know, you guys both, all of you guys hit on some really good things that you should do. And so again, there's not really a wrong way. It's just making sure that you know if there's a change month to month or you know quarter to quarter or however frequently you're doing them, uh, that you are able to identify that and then uh, and then make that make that talk or have that conversation with your healthcare provider. Wow, because no, no, that I like. Thanks for the benefit of the doubt, but like, no, my hands were like one on each trying to figure out what's going on down there. This idea of like, at the same time, like yeah, you're efficient, no. efficiency, <laughs> like, right? let's get this done. <laughs> no, nice. I, I admire you. He hits a stopwatch yeah, and has 15 yeah, seconds to get yeah, it done. Right. Right. Ambaldextrous yeah, right. right there is what no, you want. But to. But it makes sense, I guess. And I, I also wasn't, I was mostly focusing on the testicle itself. I didn't even, I, you know, even with someone being someone who has had issues with my epididymis before, like, I didn't even think of like feeling up there or like the tubes or anything. But yeah, the, I mean, that's what the three major things that could have issues, any sort of issue, the testicle, the epididymis and the, the what is it, the what's that tube, spermatic the cord. spermatic cord, like those are the three things. Yeah. So which is, yeah, which is what I, I think I had. I think I had a cyst on the spermatic cord. Okay. So, I mean, that's not technically on the testicle. If you feel something like that, like it's almost separate, right? Like it's a separate, small sort of a thing. Um, are those yeah. generally cancerous? Those, those uh, if it's on the spermatic cord or is testicular cancer just really isolated to the testicle? So you can have a tumor in either location. They're oh. less common in the spermatic cord, but they still can occur. And so it's, they did the right thing. You get an ultrasound and you go, this is a big nothing burger and you leave it alone. <laughs> it was a big nothing burger and I appreciated that. Um, hey, Mitch, guess what I found when I Googled nah. how to give yourself a self-exam? It came up with a, with a graphic. We didn't have to have this conversation at all. You could have just Googled this. What's... 
you embarrass all us no, guys. I think it's important this to talk right through. There. But yeah, no, is it this, is. Did you and, send me? Is this the picture? Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. Sure. I see yep. what's up. So it's from the Testicular Cancer Awareness Foundation. You can find actually the steps that Dr. Smith talked about if you want to see okay. more of what's going on. You know. How did I do? Did I do okay according to their standards? Yeah. Spot on. I think so. Looks mm-hmm. good. Okay. Yeah. That's just what we teach people in my clinic. So I hope I'm doing it right then. <laughs> hey, um, so, I mean, is this a conversation you have with your patients, Dr. Smith? Like, hey, are you doing self-exams or you're not doing them? Um, I'm leading to another question, but I'm curious, is this a conversation you ever have with your patients? Yeah, I have it quite frequently with, with my patients. Um, a lot of my patients are already doing it and that's why they're there. Hey doc, I was feeling yeah. this and, and I felt this. And so, you know, it, it's like, Oh yeah. How often are you doing that exam? Oh, I do it every month or, you know, I, I just noticed it or I don't usually feel, but something w- was, was different. Um, and it just kind of, it's kind of organic in a lot of, in a lot of ways. Um, but there are some patients, uh, younger patients or patients who've had, um, issues where they, they found it. And then they're like, you know, what can I do? Well, you can do a self-exam and make sure that you're feeling to make sure the stuff isn't happening again, that kind of thing. You know, it's crazy because like this isn't discussed as much as say breast cancer exams for women. Like sure. that's pretty common that it's suggested that women do self-exams in between their mammograms. Like, why is that? Like, where did you guys learn that this was even something you were supposed to do. I guess what I'm getting at is like for women, it's talked about a lot. So you just kind of pick sure. up on, oh, this is something I should do. But like, I didn't have this conversation with my dad. No. My dad didn't sit me down. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you something here that's going to surprise you guys. I did have this conversation with my dad. Oh, really? really? Well, your dad's a doctor. With, with my dad and 30 other fifth grade boys. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's a pediatrician, so okay. he would give the... Uh, the quote-unquote maturation talk oh, wow. in fifth grade at the school. Talk about humiliating. Oh, <laughs> Absolutely humiliating <laughs> to be in this classroom with, you know, 30 other boys or maybe it was more. And uh, having my dad talk about these sorts of things in front of everyone. And the funniest was I think the next year, I think the principal decided he was going to do it. You know, the dads come in and they're there with their boys. And the principal's like trying to give this talk and just – like his armpits, the sweat lines under his armpits. Like you could have, you could have just like wrung his shirt out and filled a bucket up with it. And so finally he's like, Dr. Madsen, would you like to take oh, over? Wow. <laughs> and I was just like, no, not again. <laughs> so yeah. So my dad's a pediatrician. So yes, I did have this talk with my dad and, and a whole lot of others there too. So wow. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. So yeah, you didn't, you didn't have that in school, the maturation talk. They didn't talk about this kind of stuff. I, I did a maturation, but like, it was mostly like, Hey, your body's going to be changing. Here's some deodorant. <laughs> like there wasn't like how to like check your testicles yeah. for anything wrong. I remember it was part of it. Cause there was like a video we watched and it. I think it talked well, about like a testicular self-exam and that kind of stuff. Wow. in it. so I think that was my, that was my first exposure and you know, my first anxiety provoking experience in terms of everything that could go wrong with my testicles. It's so interesting though, just how much anxiety, not just like you were experiencing, but I was your dad anxious? He was fine. He's a doctor. Oh no. It's like cool. He's like, whatever. But you're a principal. It's just like, why is this so oh, it was hard hilarious. to talk about? Oh, I know. Yeah. That's another discussion entirely. But yeah, he was like just sweating. He was so anxious and sweating like crazy trying to talk about this stuff and saying words like penis and testicle. <laughs> so, you know, that'll get your heart rate up. It'll make you sweat sure. a little, I guess. Hey, Dr. Smith, is there anything in the literature that talks about why guys don't do the exam? Like if, if a guy's not getting diagnosed, is it because he didn't do the exam? Is, is that why or didn't go in? You he, he did find something that didn't go in? 
I don't know of any literature that that kind of breaks that down and says, hey, guys, don't do this because of this, this and this. Um, but a lot of times it it is, you know, obviously there is something different. And a lot of times the testicular cancers that I've diagnosed, guys come in and they're like, hey, this is getting bigger and it's going quickly. Mm. And then we get an ultrasound and, you know, they're in that age group. And we say, hey, man, you've got cancer. Um, and at that point, it's not the time to be like, hey, were you doing your self-exam? Oh, sure. Um, you know, so uh, I don't know that I've ever had that conversation, but usually, you know, it'd be interesting. I, you know, we should probably, I could probably do a retrospective study with a lot of those guys um, and, and kind of reach out with a survey and say, hey, did you, is this something that you did on a regular basis or not? But I mean, I would imagine most men do not do regular self-examinations. Sure. Uh, the, I mean, I guess most men probably feel uh, feel down in their genitals at some point uh, on a monthly basis, uh, whether it's, you know, in the shower or something else, but probably not a, a proper uh, going through the motions and making oh, sure that everything okay. feels very similar. And I think a lot of these guys end up doing that kind of a thing where they're like, oh, I was, a you know, adjusting myself or my son uh, you know, inadvertently kicked me in the groin or, uh, you know, I got hit with a softball at a softball game and it swelled up and I, you know, I wanted to make sure it was okay. And then you get an ultrasound and you're like, whoa, uh, there's something more here. Yeah. So it's more of just a, a lack of knowledge that guys, this is something we should be doing probably more than anything else. Yeah. All right. Well, you should be doing it. There's, there's the takeaway. That's my takeaway. <laughs> Troy, what's your takeaway? My takeaway is, uh, I don't know. What's <laughs> my takeaway? You I'm just going to do keep it. doing, just keep doing testicular self exams. I, I don't, yeah, I think that's the, I think that's the takeaway. And I will tell you my takeaway from seeing a lot of very anxious people in the ER oh, sure. uh, who come in is most times it's nothing. Like most times you feel something different and maybe you are feeling the epididymis or maybe just something is, is a little off. So if you do feel something, get it checked out. But I think also a takeaway is don't let it get you super anxious. Like it's probably nothing, but yeah, get it checked out. And Dr. Smith, you are our expert, but did you have a takeaway? I think you guys hit it on the head, but I think, you know, do the examinations. If you have questions or concerns, you can always come in and, and have it checked out. That's what we do on a regular basis, and we're happy to, to give you that peace of mind when it's, when it's needed. All right. Well, ge gentlemen, thank you very much for being on the show. Uh, the takeaway, do that testicular self-exam. Chances that it's going to be cancerous, pretty small, but it could be. The key is catch it early, and a testicular self-exam is a great way to do it as opposed to kind of getting lucky, right? And just finding out during some other sort of an exam or some other sort of incident like Dr. Smith talked about. If you have any comments or thoughts on today's show, please feel free to reach out to us. You can email us hello at thescoperadio.com. Hello at thescoperadio.com. Thanks for listening and thanks for caring about men's health. 